1: Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. This week we're talking about wanting to divorce your parents, planning childcare, having a boozy friend to stay for the weekend or not, and difficult prospective grandparents. Our first question this week. Viv, can you get divorced from your parents? They have never been anything but judgmental and negative about the choices I've made as an adult, and I'm sick of it. I want to live my life without their cloud hanging over me. Wow. This seems like the most difficult question to answer, but actually this is the easiest question ever. One word answer. Therapy. Therapy, therapy, therapy. I... Wouldn't recommend therapy to every single person for every single thing in life. Actually, I probably would. Uh, But this question is exactly what therapy was invented for. Uh, There's no therapist on earth who would tell you to cut your parents out of your life, nor would they tell you otherwise that you have to put up with your parents, because no good therapist will ever tell you anything. But they would help you to explore these feelings, find the language to talk about why your parents make you feel this way, and help you decide what to do next. You are so ready for therapy, I can't tell you, I think it will make you feel great. Um, The only problem with therapy is it can take ages, as in, well, it could be once a week, or it could be every day if you really get into it, and it can take a while for it to help you feel better. So I'd say take a long-term view on this, but start it as soon as you can, and don't be worried if it's all a bit weird in the beginning, which is how I found it in the beginning. I really recommend going to a website called www.welldoing.org for a directory of UK therapists and services. Maybe go and see a few people and just book an hour in with them before deciding on a particular therapist. Use your instinct and find a therapist you really like and feel comfortable with. Please don't do what I did the first time I went into therapy and I've done two stints um, each for over a year and both incredibly helpful, maybe even saved my life a little bit. Uh, But so, yeah, don't do what I do and be very British and think, oh, dear, I don't really like this therapist very much, but I think I better put up with them because it would be really rude to go to someone else now. Please don't do that. Take the time to find someone you really like. I also really recommend to you Oliver James' book, They Fuck You Up, How to Survive Family Life. But basically, go to therapy. You'll love it. Uh, P.S. Don't tell your parents that you're going into therapy. I predict they will be very negative and judgmental about this. Our second question this week. Dear Viv, my partner works freelance while I have a full-time job and he expects me to stay at home for the first six months if we have a baby. I know his schedule is unpredictable, but I love my job and I don't want my career to suffer simply because I'm the one who has to give birth. I think it makes more sense for him to reduce his hours or work in the evenings and weekends, but he doesn't want to do this. I always wanted to share childcare equally with my partner, and I want my children to grow up without gender stereotypes. Am I being too stubborn wanting to stick to my principles. Oh dear, this is a tricky one. Not least because you've brought principles and gender stereotypes into it already and it feels less of a relationship concern and more of a political manifesto. So let's take some of the heat out of this. You say if we have a baby, so you're not pregnant yet. Uh, It sounds as if this is all part of a discussion about when to have children Maybe even whether to have children at all. I'm not sure whether you've actually decided or not. Uh, Reading between the lines, this is what I'm hearing. It's as if you're saying to me, when I have a baby, I want to make sure that everything is going to be easy and is going to allow me to preserve my worldview. Now, believe me, none of these things are going to happen. And I speak as the mother of three children who has engaged with everything that you've mentioned wanting equally shared parenting, one partner freelance, one working full-time, blah, blah, blah. And I know from experience that this situation really requires you to be open to everything, including changing your mind about things. I don't mean that you have to drop your principles at all. Who knows if and when you have a baby, you might even become more stubborn. Uh, And so might your partner. Everything is possible. This is a problem. Uh, Children challenge your worldview and they change everything, but you cannot know in what way until they come. Some principles you stick with and some you ditch because it's convenient or just unrealistic to hold on to them. A lot of parents change their minds repeatedly about who does what uh, in terms of child rearing and career, and it's really very different at different times of a child's life. Trying to work all this out now before you have even had a child is at best ambitious and at worst, I think, a bit toxic for your current relationship. So what must you do right now? I think you need to decide whether you're okay with the idea of starting a family when between the two of you, you haven't quite worked out yet what it will be like once you have had children. I know that sounds complicated. I I think it's actually healthy if you would make this decision to leave it open because you can't know what it's going to be like. You know, you're both open ideally to it being different to what you expected and you both feel ready to give this a go, even though you don't know what all the outcomes will be. That is the healthy mentality to have. However, if you're not okay with that and you really, really need certainty and it's important to be honest with yourself about how you feel, then you really do have an awful lot to talk about here. If neither of you can imagine ever changing your mind or being open to things turning out differently to what you're expecting, then I'm really sorry to be so harsh, but I'm not sure that it's a great idea to start a family right now. Someone once said to me before I had my first child that having a baby is like throwing a hand grenade into a relationship. You wouldn't expect to prepare for the arrival of of a hand grenade or to know how you would react, right? If you can accept that and live with that, then you would have a good chance of making it work. If you need some kind of hand grenade plan, then between the two of you, you better work it out. Here's our next question for this week. Dear Viv, a friend of mine is coming to stay for a few days. She's a heavy drinker and was always the one who encouraged me to go overboard, resulting in hangovers that made me feel like I could die. A few months ago, I cut down on the drink and started exercising, which made me feel much healthier and generally better about myself. In the past, we've definitely been enabling each other's habits because it made each of us feel better about our lifestyles. Now that I'm not drinking so much, how can I resist her pressures and advise her to do the same without coming across as a judgmental, spiralizing bore? Oh dear, enthusiastic spiraliser. I don't even know what this is, but I think it might be something to do with juicing. I'm sorry, but I really, really don't think that your friend should come to stay. Can you make an excuse? You are putting yourself in a really difficult position here if you let her come to stay. And I think that for the sake of your own sanity and self-protection, that you should really try and put this stay off. Can you suddenly contract a mysterious virus perhaps? Uh, you obviously very s- feel strongly about this, otherwise you wouldn't have written in about it. So it's impossible for me to know whether you or your friend have ever had what could be termed a problem with alcohol. But I think if you weren't comfortable with your relationship with alcohol, that is why you changed and took control. And I think it's amazingly impressive that you did this. Don't undermine all your good work by exposing yourself to what could be a very tricky situation. This is a time to protect yourself, not test yourself. I think there must be a way of seeing your friend without compromising your own behaviour and without delivering a sermon. I wonder if you could meet up for the day and go shopping instead of having a boozy weekend. Could you go for a spa day instead? You don't even have to explain, I don't think, why you want to do these things, because there's no point in making your friend feel judged. If your friend is close enough and sensible enough, you can certainly think about saying to her, this is part of my new health regime. Um, I suspect though that she is going to get the point on a subconscious level without you saying anything and hopefully she's going to be thinking "Mm, maybe I could do with making a few changes too you already know how to take control and make changes in your life because you've done it once so successfully so agree with yourself to make one more change here change the place and circumstances where you would meet your friend it really doesn't have to be a big deal Well done again, by the way, on the great changes that you've made. They are not to be taken lightly, and I say that from personal experience. I really wish that you had come and live with me so that some of your good behaviour rubs off. Perhaps we can go on a spa weekend and you can bring your spiraliser. Our last question today. Diviv, my parents split up when I was very young and both remarried. Although I have a good relationship with both couples separately, They don't get on so well with each other, something that I've reluctantly come to terms with, but which they don't seem keen to resolve. Now that I'm pregnant with my first child, it's bringing new tension to the situation. My mum doesn't want my stepmum to be called grandma, and vice versa for my dad. But the way I see it, calling them something different will give the sense that my step-parents are somehow second-rate grandparents. I'm very happy for my baby to have three sets of grandparents, as long as they all pay the baby love and attention. But if I stand my ground, it might just worsen their already tense relationship with each other, and I'm so sick of their arguing already. Oh, this is a really difficult situation for you to be in at a time in your life when you should be celebrating your lovely pregnancy and your lovely imminent baby, So I just want to say, first of all, that I'm really sorry that you find yourself in this situation. I also know though, how common this situation is. And in a way, that is a good thing here because you can learn from other people's experiences. Is there any way that you could find some friends or friends of friends who've dealt with similar situations and come out the other side? Could you find some ideas of how people will have dealt with the name problem? We know what to call one granny, one grandma, one grand-grand, whatever. I know a few families where once they talked it out, uh, there's always a grandmother who reveals herself as not wanting to sound old and be called granny or grandma anyway, and so who loves the idea of just being called by her first name. Uh, The other weird thing is babies once they start to talk often decide themselves what people are going to be called Uh, I hope you don't watch Downton Abbey because it's a dreadful program but in it Hugh Bonneville's character the Earl of Grantham is referred to as donk by the children of the household and he hates it so if you can prepare everyone by maybe saying let's decide who's called what when the baby comes that might help Also, encourage them to talk to other families about how this has been resolved. They will also have friends in similar situations. Maybe they don't realize that yet. You might also want to use a bit of fake drama by uh, playing up to your pregnancy anytime this topic comes up. Can you say something like, oh, do you mind if we don't talk about this for now? I'm really sorry, but it just makes me stressed. And the doctor says I've got really high blood pressure. Just shut it down as a topic for conversation. I personally really hope that the baby knocks all of their heads together as soon as it can walk and christens them all Poo Poo Head and Gaga. These are both examples from real life of names given by children to grandparents and those names stuck for life. Do tell your mum about that and she might relax a bit. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com. Or tweet us at The Pool UK. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to
0: ThePool.com where you can get these podcasts automatically saved to your scrapbook every single week.